Welcome to the Sean Stevenson Show. I'm Sean Stevenson, your host and professional speaking guide. You have a message to share, and I can teach you how to get it to millions. The Sean Stevenson Show, the best resource for building a lucrative speaking business and a fulfilling life. Enjoy the show. Hello, my friend. I'm so glad that you're here, and let's get right into it. Segment one is Behind Closed Doors. So, behind closed doors, there's something I've done in my career that I'm not proud of. There's something that I don't want you to do because it's going to do damage to you. It's going to put you back. It's going to push away what you want. It's not going to be energetically attractive. It's going to repel money, opportunities, and because of doing this one thing, People just aren't going to want to work with you because they're going to see how needy and desperate you are. So what is that thing? Well, the big mistake that I've made is waiting for someone to save me or waiting for some external event to make my career. I know you might be thinking, what are you talking about, Sean? You've got a really successful career. And I do. However... Throughout the 23 years of my speaking, I can tell you that there's been a lot of years that I have waited around for that one person to help me. And I'll give you examples of the people that I've been waiting for at times. I just thought at one point in my life, like, oh, I need that right salesperson, somebody that gets my message, that can go out and sell me. And so I hired salespeople and I just threw them out there and said, go sell me. And then it didn't really work out. And I got disappointed with these people. And I thought, what's wrong with you? Why can't you make my career? And then I would fire them and blame them. Or I can tell you at times that I had agents, people who were booking me for for shows and, and media and I thought to myself, you know, you're not getting me enough work. You're the reason why my career is not flourishing. And then I'd fire them and move on. Sometimes it was publicists. Sometimes it was employees, people in different positions in my company that I thought were going to come in, build it up, make me successful. They were going to define my career. They were going to be my savior. I'm embarrassed to admit that that mentality held me back for years. And it's the same mentality that is also the cousin of waiting for something to make you. Like waiting for that big break. Like, ah, oh, if, I, if I had that big break like Sean did when he got such and such event, when, when so-and-so's speaker was able to have this happen, or they were featured in this article, or they... Listen... I just want to be real with you and tell you the purpose of this segment is to tell you what goes on behind closed doors. And no person has ever made Sean Stevenson but Sean Stevenson. Sure, I've had a lot of support. I've had a lot of help along the way. I've had great mentors. I've had great employees. I've had great colleagues and great... uh, salespeople that did their best, but at the end of the day, I made me. 
and that might sound arrogant, but it's accurate, that no one has put in the blood, sweat, tears. No one has rolled up their sleeves and got creative or got out there and hit the streets like me in my career. Now, that doesn't mean you can't build a team and that you have to do it all yourself. That's not what I'm trying to say here. What I'm saying, though, is that no one is going to care about your speaking career as much as you are. No one's going to care about your income as much as you are. No one is going to care as much about your life as you. And why should they? They're worried about their own life. They have their own problems and bills to pay and, and things to do toward their destiny. No one's going to make you. And no one event is ever going to make it. See, the dirty little secret is you never make it. I know that's not very inspiring and maybe that's not what you wanted to hear, but let's go deeper on that topic. You never make it because you're constantly in the process of making it. You never arrive because you're always in the process of arriving. It's the cheesy little statement that it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. We can hear it in so many different stories and parables, but at the end of the day, it's true. No thing no one is going to define you. You are going to be going through a series of experiences and events and highs and lows that are all going to add up to make your career and to develop your character. So instead of setting you up for failure and telling you that you just need to have that one big break, of course you're going to have that big break at times, but then... You're going to need another one, and another one, and another one, and another one. Because if you don't, you disappear in obscurity. You know, you look at somebody like, say, Justin Bieber. And the reason why I bring him up is because even though a lot of people uh, make fun of his music, or they think he's a teeny bopper, I actually really admire his work ethic. He's had his challenges throughout his years, but he's young. The thing that I admire is, even though... Scooter Braun, his manager, whom I've met and become friends with, even though he discovered Justin on YouTube, what people don't realize is he had put a lot of videos out on YouTube before he, quote, got discovered. He had learned different instruments and worked on his music and put himself out there. And because of that, he put himself in the way of somebody who could help him. So... I want to play devil's advocate and say, even though no one makes you and nothing defines you, you have to continue to put out new things, new stuff to stay relevant. You have to reinvent yourself constantly and be a producer of value so that you get discovered constantly. In speaking, it's no different Yes, I have moments that I could point to and say, boom, that was a big pivotal moment. But there were so many other moments that led me to that moment that were nowhere near as sexy. One of the pivotal moments in my life was when I got asked to speak on stage with the Dalai Lama. 
Another moment is when I doubled my fee overnight because I knew I was ready for the challenge because a mentor challenged me to do that. There were so many moments that led me to the big moments. And you know those not-so-sexy little moments? They developed my character as much, if not more, than the big, flashy, successful ones. So don't make the mistake of sitting around thinking, if only someone would discover me and make my career. It doesn't work that way. I've never seen it work that way. Because it's a process of you continuing to believe in yourself. There is a savior coming to save you. And it's the individual in the mirror looking you back saying, we got this. The only person you're going to have from this moment until the last moment of your life is going to be you. And it sounds cheesy and it sounds motivational, but it's true. You better have your own back. You better figure out what do you need to do to forgive yourself for not taking action or the mistakes that you've made. You need to dust yourself off, brush off the regret, brush off the disappointment, brush off the mistakes, get your ass back up and go back out there. Go save yourself. Go make yourself into that person that you know the world needs. Because it's not just about you. You're not on this planet to make a bunch of money and be successful and famous for your own ego's gratification. No. You're here to contribute to humanity. You're here to do something so much bigger than, than you because you're going to die. You're going to die and we're going to forget you at some point, no matter how big and amazing you were. But maybe if you play a big enough game while you're alive, maybe your name sticks around because of the message and the impact you've made. You know, I do believe that the heroes that you look up to, they had so many moments when they wanted to quit, but they didn't. They had so many moments they wished somebody would have swooped in and saved their ass. But that didn't happen. They had to pick themselves up every time they they failed. Every time they had a fall. Every time they had a setback. Every time they hit a wall. Every time there was an obstacle in their way. A dragon they had to slay. Every single moment they had to be there for themselves. And I want to encourage self-reliance. I want to encourage you to develop the character and the fortitude to get back up. I love the Denzel Washington quote, fail seven times, get up eight. And it's so true. I can't tell you the number of times I have failed. I can't tell you the number of times that I have fallen, that I've made mistakes, but I had to say at some point, I'm done with the pity party. I'm getting back up. And that's what I want for you. Don't make the mistake of thinking that someone is coming to save you or that one thing is going to make your career. Remember, it's about making it in life not about being made. In the second segment, I call it, I've been thinking. 
And I've been thinking, you can't stop people from judging you and your career, but you can stop judging others. What do I mean? Well, in my career, I've found there's been a lot of naysayers. And if you're going to build a career of any value and importance, you're going to come across people that are going to doubt you, that don't even know you, but are going to tell you that you're, you're wrong. <laughs> you're going to come across haters. They're going to say they hate the way you live your life. They think you're ugly, stupid, that you're not making any sense, that you don't know what you're talking about. They're going to attack your credentials. They're going to attack your character, your appearance, your lessons. They're going to tell you that you don't know what you're talking about. You're going to face so many people that are going to judge you. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's a part of the process. In fact, I think the more people out there judging you, it's just a, a sign that you're doing bigger things. If people aren't pointing fingers at you and laughing at you or telling you that you're stupid or that you're making mistakes, you're probably not doing anything. You're probably keeping it very small not taking any risks, playing within your comfort zone, and that's why no one's calling you out. I know, because I've gone through this in my own life. When there aren't many haters out there, when I don't have many doubters, it's because I'm not doing much. It's because I'm not taking any risks. I'm not putting myself out there. I'm not making a big impact, a big splash in this world. Look, you can't stop people from judging you. It's very human to be judged. But you know what you do have control over? You have control over not judging others. And it's interesting because when you think about other people in the speaking industry or in any industry, it's very easy to point fingers yourself. Oh, I wouldn't have done it that way. Or that person's pushy. Or that person's wrong. Or I wouldn't have handled my speaking career that way. Or I wouldn't have put out that kind of email, or I wouldn't have had that on my website, or I wouldn't have said that on social media. It's very easy for you to judge. I know I've done it. I've had people that I have pointed fingers at, that I've talked shit about, and you know what? It just held me back. You see, you can't stop people from judging you, but you can stop from judging others. And I think when we stop judging others... When we don't play like we know what other people's lives are like, when we don't play like we know better how to run someone else's life, I think we put out more good. And when we put out more good, more good comes back to us. And maybe I'm a little uh, cheesy sounding here, but I do believe that when you stop judging, you start raising your level of consciousness you start raising your vibration, and then better quality things come to you. What if you stop judging people? What if you stop judging the people in your life and those that have what you want? Just watch what happens. In this last segment, Lucrative Speaker Tip, I want you to make a list of all the high and low moments in your life. What do I mean by that? Well, I want you to take out a piece of paper and I want you to think about some of the highest, most exciting, best moments of your life. And just kind of in shorthand, figure out a way to, in a few words, encapsulate that memory. Maybe it was like 
the birth of my daughter or when I was uh, raised to this next level in my job or when I had this awesome uh, success with my health or when I turned around this big challenge that I was dealing with. What were some of the highest moments in your life? Write them down. Give yourself some credit. and Just follow me for a moment. This is going to help you in your speaking career. Write out some of the low moments, too. What were some of the painful moments? What about the defeats that you were handed? The, the moments where you had heartache? The moments you, you felt like no one was on your side and you wanted to quit and, and you didn't look good and you maybe made a mistake and, and you got burned? You got used, you felt uh, thrown away or, or like you were screwed over. What were some of the painful moments in your life? And then I want you to look back at those moments and tell me what you learned. Specifically, what were some of the positive lessons that you got from the highs and the lows? How were you bettered because of that? What were the the moments that you learned from the highs and what were the the lessons that you learned from the lows and the reason why you need to do this for your speaking career is the highs and the lows those are going to be stories those are going to be the stories that you weave together to teach people to to pull people in because your highs are going to inspire people and your lows are what are going to connect you through empathy and bonding to people because other people in your audience have felt pain and we talk about the not-so-sexy, painful moments, you're going to connect to them. So the highs and the lows, that's where you're going to be your stories and the things that you learned, that's going to be your points. Those are going to be the takeaways for your audience. Now, if you can't come up with positive things that you learned, that's going to be a problem for your career. I had this one student that I actually had to kick out of my program because this individual was just being a negative creature and wanted to be miserable and there was nothing I could do about it. So I cut them out of the program. But one of the biggest reasons why I cut them out is because they didn't want to do this. They didn't want to extract the positive lessons that they got from the lows in their life. They wanted to continue to be a victim when they look back on their life. And as speakers, we cannot afford the luxury of being victims. We're up on stage. We're paid good money. We are bringing our best. And if you're up there and you are going to stand on a stage and say, yeah, nothing good came out of that. It's still, uh, I still feel used and it still sucked. And, you know, you're probably going to get screwed over. Uh, good luck ever being hired again. And good luck making a difference. When I have done this activity by making a list of my highs and my lows and writing out the details so I could put together great stories and then I look back and what are the positive gifts that I got from those moments? I put together incredible points for audiences to digest in their own life. And there's a very cathartic experience and that's probably one of my favorite things about being a speaker is I get to analyze my own life and I never go through anything in vain. I do believe at the end of the day, what doesn't kill you 
raises your speaker fee. So figure out what are your highs, what are your lows. Pull out the details so you create incredible stories. And then look back and think about what are the positive messages from those moments that I could share as points on stage. All right, my friend, I want you to take action in this podcast. Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash lucrative speaker. That's the place where I continue to interact with my audience. I get to know them and I want to get to know you and keep you as a part of my tribe. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure and subscribe to The Sean Stevenson Show on iTunes and leave a review of the podcast. For more information and further conversation, head on over to our Facebook group, Lucrative Speaker. I'm Sean Stevenson, your professional speaking guide. I'll catch you next time on The Sean Stevenson Show. You've got a message. Let's get it to millions.